behind the chair. This is America. Does everybody know what time it is? Fix it radio. All right. Good morning. Good morning, Dennis. How you doing, Larry? Doing great. All right. This is Dennis and Larry. We're going to be hosting today. John's off today. Um, we whip. We got our prayers out for him because of his brother and stuff. Yes, because he's do. down in Texas. Yep. I believe he's down in Texas. Um, I wouldn't want to be down in Texas with the cold. No, I wouldn't either. But however, they did get their grid system up, so now they yeah. got yeah, <laughs> they got heat. <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing. It's funny. I saw a little picture of a of a little tiny like car with a big old blade on it, and said they're they're. Uh, their system is ready to go in case there's another snowstorm coming. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you're listening to Fix It Radio with Larry and Dennis, and we'd love to have your calls. Come on in and give us a call. Don't let us just sit here. We'd love to hear what you got going on around your house. And anything from uh, concrete to shingle roofing to flooring to anything around the house, you got electrical. Anything we got it all, we're all ready for you. Give us a call at 303-477-5600, or you can do the text line 307-200-8222. And we would love to hear you. I was going to talk about today is, you already got a caller. I was going to call uh, talk about today is the home improvement projects that happened in 2020 or 2020. Um I'm not doing as many home improvements as I used to. Really? Yeah. I've been there too long, so everything that needed to be done is pretty much done. Right. It's just maintenance. Yeah, just maintenance yeah. stuff. Oh, we'll go right to the phones. We've got Joe. How you doing, Joe? Dennis and Larry, good morning. Good, good morning. morning, Joe. How you doing? Good. A little humorous story to start the week. Uh, should start the show for you this week. My wife decided that... Uh, we needed new faucets and stoppers in our twin sinks in our master bathroom. So she, you know, she picks them out at Home Depot and we bring them home. And it, it's not just the faucets; it's also the uh, stopper. She wanted one of these fancy pop-ups where you push it down. So this this meant also removing the uh, the old uh, rod and stem operated plunger, uh, you know, sink sink stopper. Right. So I said, well, if I'm going to do this, you're going to have to help me because there's a lot of you have to hand me tools and I'm going to hand you stuff. You need to hand me <laughs> stuff. So I'm down there, and, and uh, I'm undoing the, the P-trap under the sink because i got to take the drain out of the sink. And I get the P-trap undone, and I'm, I said, all right, now, you need to take this. It's full of water. You need to empty this. Now, she could have put it in the, in the toilet. She could have put it in the tub. She could have put it in the other sink. Where does she decide to empty this P-trap full of water? <laughs> in the sink. In the sink. In the yeah. sink that I'm, that I'm under. <laughs> <laughs> So let me ask you, Joe, how much of the piping did you have to replace once you got the P-trap off? You know, it, it wasn't much. I was able to reuse the old P-trap because these new pop-ups, they come with a long stem. And, of course, the uh, the, the uh, one leg of that P-trap is pretty long. You know, it's a plastic P-trap, and it's got that compression. Okay. You okay. know, it's, it's white, and it's got a kind of a, a, a plastic uh, compression washer inside. So, you know, as long as the they make that neck of the new pl- the, of the new drain long enough so that your the long leg of the p-trap just slides up over it 
and then you just screw that white plastic nut back onto the long leg of the P-trap, and it squeezes that. Uh, it's kind of a, a cloudy-colored white plastic V-shaped washer that goes down into mm-hmm. and, and compressors. Yep, right. So I was able to reuse the old P-trap. Um, I mean, really nice installation. And by the way, on those faucets, getting the old ones out is typically more work than putting the new ones in. Yes, they are. <laughs> yeah. But but the one thing I'm going to highly recommend, I don't know if you've seen uh, these... Uh, you know, in the old days, all we had was a basin wrench. You guys know what a basin wrench yep. is? Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's a long rod with a spring-loaded jaw up top. You know, Rigid makes a uh, a tool. Uh, it's like a long cylinder that has a slit down one side. It's a long cylindrical tool. And that cut down one side allows you to slide it over the pipe. Um so you can just slide it over the pipe or the flexible line or the copper pipe and just put it right up on the nut under the under the faucets. It's just a wonderful tool. Um, so you don't you can throw your basin wrench away. Well, I think they're about twenty five bucks. It's great for doing the nuts under a toilet seat. It's great for doing the nuts under a faucet. Uh, it's just a fantastic tool. So it's a, it's the rigid plumbing tool. What I used to use is the old crow foot that we use in the automotive world. Yeah, those were great. Yeah. <laughs> you get a whole set of them, and you can just put them into a extension, and you can go as far back as you want too. Yeah. If you get the little ones, that yeah. just plug in. Well, yeah. this is a little bit like that because this tool comes with about three or four different um, uh, inserts that you can change out the inserts in the end. And if you need more leverage, it has a hole in each end. You can put a screwdriver in, um, you know, at, at a ninety-degree angle to twist it with a screwdriver. Right. Right, but uh, it's a rigid plumbing tool. You can get it in any uh, any hardware store, any big box store, and I wouldn't tackle a plumbing job, even changing a toilet seat, without one. Yeah, so it's amazing how much tools can help our jobs be so much easier than just a crescent wrench. I'd probably (laughs) still be under there with a wet head if it wasn't for the head. Right. (laughs) All right, guys. All right. That's the the downfalls of having your wife help you on a plumbing job. Yeah, and usually what happens with me is, like, my wife and I will go outside, and she's she's into gardening. I mean, she loves outdoors, anything with trees and plants, anything, you know, vegetable garden, everything. We'd go outside, and she'd go, let's let's work on this this tear step over here. We, We need to replace that wood. I'm like, okay, I got the wood. Here we go. Let's just both go working on this. And I go, and, you know, I turn around and she's gone. You know, I'm like, where'd you, you know, I I go looking for her and I go, what are you doing? She goes, well, I went over here to get a shovel and then I saw this plant was doing something. So I went to get a, a, go inside and then I realized on the way in, I saw that this tree needed to be pruned. So I got the pruners and the saw. And then I'm over here at the garden because when I went to do that, that's where they were. And I saw the garden needed watering. So she, yeah. she's gone. Yeah. And that's what happens with me, too. So, uh, well, you, but, but, you know, quite frankly, I don't know how you do a faucet set without somebody because as yeah. you're tightening the nut. I mean, you want the faucet handles, you know, you want the faucet handles. In her case, you wanted them pointing, you know, left and perfectly straight, left and right. right. Well, as you're tightening the nut under the faucet. It moves. You it's going to move. Yeah. And you can't see. So you need somebody up, up top to be holding it in the proper position as you tighten the nut. So I really don't know how one person um, can replace a faucet set. Um, right. Yeah. Although one of the things they're, one of the things they're doing now is on the, on the take-up nut, is they're adding two screws, so you do, you get the you only get the take up nut close. You don't start to put any torque on it, and then you tighten the screws to push straight up. So you're not really uh, putting any twist on the bottom of the uh, of the uh, the base, the whatever. Yeah, 
you know, on the threaded base. Yeah. yeah, you just get it close enough, and then you push you, you push up on the uh, on the washer and the uh, plate that hold, that sucks it down into the into the onto the hole, which is one way you can do it. But still, you know, but you get up if you're off by. 15 degrees, it's going to be noticeable. So I really don't know how you yep. replace a faucet without a second person. Right. And and your wife is a good one because she's going to be the one that comes in and goes, I don't like that angle. Can you well, fix that? I, I said, I, I need help. <laughs> yeah. You know, and you're going to you're going to hold these exactly where you want them and you're not going to complain. When um, we're done. Yeah. When we're done. And, <laughs> yeah. How'd that work for you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it worked, it worked very well because, you know, it's... We're, and the other thing I'm a big fan of, I know a lot of people like the Teflon tape. Right. Um, I prefer a little plumber's putty that you get in a little tube. You know, it's potable. It, it's yeah. not going to get a little in the line. It's not going to hurt you. So it's so much easier to apply than uh, than tape sometimes under there. Right. So, Especially when you're working upside down and yep. you're laying on Working. your back and you got water dripping on you because your wife just poured it down, your, <laughs> yeah, the, down the drain. Just poured it down the open drain that you just <laughs> disconnected. So. Does she get a laugh out of that? <laughs> well, she was kind of a you know embarrassed and red faced. <laughs> you know, what, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. You know, I said of all the places, I said you had a toilet, you had a tub, yeah. you know, you had the other sink. Why? Did, what possessed you to pour it down the sink? I'm working that I'm I got my head under yeah. because you were under there. Yeah, <laughs> that's paybacks right there. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's my, so anyway, so she owes me. I got one in the bank. She owes me one. So. Right. <laughs> all, all right, right Joe. Have a good day. You do. All right. You know, one of the one of the I guess the better inventions is the plastic piping for the sinks and, and yeah. you know plumbing and stuff because the the metal piping, no matter what I do, when I start with one end of it, I usually end up going through the whole darn piping system before I'm done. Right, you got to keep going. Yeah, keep going, keep yep. going, keep going. Yes, I do too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you have any questions, like Joe, you have anything about around the house you're doing, give us a call three zero three four seven seven fifty six hundred. And this show also airs again on Tuesday at 2, so you can listen to us again and hear the whole thing. And However, you can't call in. You can't call in. Um, you can, but that won't work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'd love to hear anything you got around the house and stuff. Uh, one of the things I pulled up was um, the most uh, improved, well, home improvement projects Americans did in 2020. Okay. Um, the number one was painting. They well, said, believe it know, or not, that's everybody least can expensive. paint. Yeah. yeah, everybody can paint. Yeah, I hate painting, but I do too. But we can do it. Um, I don't know about you, but I just, I, I just, well, like you said, you don't either. I, I despise it. I just, I, I don't mind doing walls. I hate corners. Yeah. And, you know, and the, the edging. Yeah. Type. yeah, yeah, it's yeah. You got to get it done, and it's the most improved thing. But my wife goes, "You hate painting, but you paint all the time." I go, "Well, you have to." Yeah, you know, you have to. The number, the second thing was flooring. They said um, thirteen. Well, actually, with painting, fourteen point seventy two percent did did painting. Uh, flooring was thirteen point twenty three percent, and there is so many different types of flooring. So um, maybe you can call in and tell us your favorite flooring for the question of the day. Um, there's everything from hardwood, laminating flooring, carpet, ceramic, bamboo, cork. Engineered wood, linoleum, rubber. I mean, there's there's all kinds of stuff. And I did um, a laminate the, the, that looks like wood where you pop mm -hmm. them together. I did that in our house, got rid of the carpet for the first time, and I didn't think I'd like it. My wife wanted that, and we went round and round for the last <laughs> 15 years about this. And I finally just 
you know, pulled the trigger and did it last last June and got it all in. And actually, I kind of like it. Yeah. 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 I don't have to vacuum as much, <laughs> you know. <laughs> the biggest mistake I made, I've got a, two bathrooms upstairs, and they were single sheet flooring uh-huh. for the entire bathrooms. Okay. And I decided to, my wife decided she wanted to pull that up and put in tiles. Okay. Square tiles. Oh, ceramic or? No, just. The ti- the glue on ones? The glue like, on tiles. Yeah. Which were easy to work. I ever made. Why? Because when the, when the bathtubs or the toilets overflow, it goes through the tiles and down through the ceiling. Oh, yeah, because they're, they're gaps and, yep. yeah, yeah, they're seams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Biggest mistake I ever made. Yeah. Yeah, we could talk about that afterwards because um, you have to do something before you do the tile. You have to put that. Um, I'll have to think of it, but w- we will talk about that. We th- have three lines open. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you, 303-477-5600, or you could do the text line, 307-200-8222. You're listening to Fix-It Radio. Five. Can you believe how low rates are staying? Still in the twos. Back in the 40s and the 50s, rates were in the 5 to 6% range. How much longer are you going to wait? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Your home has never been worth more. Take AIM to get that lower rate or shorten your term. Lower your payment and pay thousands less in interest. It's your money. Call 720-895-0500 now. Affordable Interest Mortgage. Locally owned and family operated since 2001. Are you ready for the future financially? Many of our clients have the ability to access their equity for 30 years without raising their payments now. This prepares them for those speed bumps of life. Ask how you can become mortgage safe too. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, where our reputation of putting you first and listening to you is unmatched in Colorado. Call 720-895-0500 now so you can focus on what's important, family. Regulated by door, NMLS 298191, equal credit lender. Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance offers a rebate program unlike any other. Every year that you don't file a claim, you get a certain percentage of your money back. Just one example of how Paul Lewinberger, the personal insurance agent of John Rush, keeps your rates so low. He rewards his customers for their diligence and responsibility. Paul can also help you strategize about when to file a claim and when to pay out of pocket so you save more money in the long run. You don't want to shop online for insurance because you have no idea what you're buying. You need Paul Lewinberger with American National, the no surprises insurance agent. Call 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. And ask Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance for details about his unique rebate program for home and auto insurance. Talk to somebody with the expertise to advise you so you get the coverage you expect. Your company is bleeding time and money, and John Rush will find those leaks. You're too stuck in day-to-day weeds to step back and see the big picture. You need a qualified, experienced business coach to take stock of your expenses and see where you and your employees are wasting time and money. John firmly believes that every business owner needs a coach because you're too close to the situation to be objective. Email John now and make more money. John at RushToReason.com. Okay, we're back. You're listening to Fix It Radio on 560 KLZ with Larry, who usually answers the phone, is helping me today. I appreciate that. 
appreciate yeah, I'm you always being on the dark front. side of the glass, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We did have a caller, Wayne, call in. How you doing, Wayne? How are you? Good. Good show. I, I listen to it every every week since I found it, you know. Appreciate that. About, about three or four months. You know, I like John. I've talked to John several times. Uh-huh. You know, uh, on, for my uh, automobile. Uh, I have a, I live in a trailer house, okay, a 78 model. It come from Florida years ago. Uh, hasn't got a whole lot of insulation in it. But I got a furnace, uh, a Coleman furnace, uh, for, uh, you know, standard for that trailer house. Uh-huh. And uh, I don't use it. I turned it completely off, okay? Uh, I put in copper pipe uh, on the outside of the trailer house and tied into that line. Uh, for propane bottles, 100 pounds, and I use uh, blue flame in the living room, and then I got my oven, uh, and I had an old blue flame. I took the unit out of it, the main unit burner out of it, and I put it in the oven for extra heat, and hooked it up to one of the one of the one of the burning units so I could turn it on and turn it off. It has no thermostat, but I, I'm always here in the kitchen, so I kind of watch it. And when I really need some good heat, I turn that thing on and then toast that oven up, and it puts out quite a bit of heat. But that my uh, my uh, furnace, uh, it runs good. It, 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 it ran real good, and it still runs good, except for one thing. I closed a, uh, it has a channel down the center of the trailer house, uh, openings in each room for the for the for the air to come through, and I I kind of boarded those up, and uh, uh, like I said, I turned the furnace off, and uh, I was running uh, running it on propane because it was natural gas, and and uh, one of the guys at the Sap Brothers showed me how to, or they actually did it for me, uh, adjust the unit in there. So it it would it would run for propane. Okay. But I have a problem. I have a problem with it. Every time I turn it off, it runs and it turns off the thermostat. Within two or three minutes, I got cold air coming through those vents, and I can't stop that because I took that bottom out of that uh, uh, bottom sheet and stuff out of that uh, furnace. Uh-huh. Uh, down there where the large, you know, where the duck is. Okay. Where the, where the flow is. Uh-huh. And I put, I, I, I sealed that up with, uh, with aluminum tape. Okay. And it still, it still brings cold air in. And I found out the only way I could stop that is put a lid or something on the, on the chimney, on the top up there to keep the cold air from coming down through. But when you do that, you can't use it. See what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So I, I didn't know how. I just don't know how to stop that cold air from coming in there after two or three minutes after the furnace shuts off, you know, and uh, it, uh, except for putting a lid on the top of where the stack is. Do you have any ideas? No, because it's got to be open so it can breathe. Yeah. And I, I thought... I, I so, can't. 
I can't reuse it if I put something up there. I can't. Right. right. I understand that, but but you're not supposed to be putting something on top of there to, to cover that up because that's that's how the furnace system breathes. Yeah. So. I know. Uh, that's why I don't use it. <laughs> so you don't use your well, furnace I, unit now? I don't use my furnace at all. I haven't used it for quite a few years. But I it's turning it on box. itself or it turns on and blows no, cold no, air? No, 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 no. I shut the gas off of it and everything. It's dead. And uh, uh, I hooked uh, propane to it from the outside, uh, and it bypasses that furnace. I used to have a, a hot water heater in there, a gas one, in about four or five years, or 2007. I, I pulled that out and put in an electric hot water heater because it's got convection heat. Okay. It heats up faster and everything else, and I can use that. I don't. I I don't have that. Like in winter time, I turn the hot water, I turn the uh, hot water heater on for the winter use because of the cold. But in the summertime or spring, I turn it off and it's off all summer. And I only turn it on when I need it. Uh, I'll I'll let it I'll let it uh, uh, heat up water and then I'll use it and then I'll turn it back off. Okay. I've done that for quite a few years. So I'm very conservative with my hot water heater. You couldn't do that with a gas unit, and, I, and that's one of the reasons why I switched it. Uh, but since I couldn't use the furnace, uh, why not have a hot, uh, electric hot water heater in there uh, and avoid all that? And then I just use a blue flame in the living room, and then I, I have my oven set up that way. And... Um, Basically, and then I have a sun heater. I use a sun heater in the living room. You know, okay. it puts out. And that's what I use. But I don't use that furnace back there because it, 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 it's got cold air. It comes through the ducts. I if, don't know how to stop that. If you're not using the furnace, then you ought to be able to cap off the top pipe and <clears throat> leave, it, leave it capped because you don't need it. Well, I, I, I did it one time, okay, uh... The wind blew the lid off of it up there, uh, but since I don't use it and it's all, you know, shut down, uh, I just bypassed that. Well, then you I don't know how you, yeah, I don't know how the cold air is still blowing in. Oh, well, when, when, you, when you activate the furnace and get it going again, it'll still blow, it'll still have a cold air draft uh, that comes down through that, through you know, through the intake part. And, and then you uh, get it through your vents, right? I get it through my vents. You know, what you might want to do is maybe take a ball of insulation, you know, and put it down inside and then put that plywood or whatever you put the cover over the vent back in there. That might help you. Put some insulation down in that vent. What, in the, in the bottom of the furnace? Well, don't you have a vents going through all the rooms? Right. Yeah, it's a channel right down the center of the trailer house, and then there's an opening for each room for the for the vent. And then you said you closed those off. Yeah, I put a piece of uh, piece of plywood over each one of them. Yeah, I would put insulation over it first, and then put the plywood in there. Just put a ball of insulation down inside there, and then you won't feel that. Well, uh, I realize that, but how do I get that furnace to work again without that? You know, I, you know, I. I disconnected the natural gas and went to propane for that reason. But the point is, if I was to get this uh, furnace running again, I'd have the same problem. 
Wayne, you're confusing me. First you tell me you're turning your furnace off and you don't use it, and now you're telling me you turn it back on. So, if I do turn it back on, I haven't for quite a few years. Because it's still, it's still functionable, except for that problem. Hmm. That's why that's why I just uh, that's why I'm not using it. The, yeah. the cap the, the pipe that you're capping on the top is that a metal uh-huh. pipe? Well, it's, it's got a it's got a, what do you call it? It's got a flu thing yeah, on the top. It's exhaust. Of it. Okay, it's exhaust. So if you're putting a, a cap on it, I would take metal screws and, and screw the cap to the pipe, and that way the wind can't blow it off. But he yeah, still got cold right air coming through. I don't, do the, I don't have I don't have the problem until I. Unless I want to reactivate that furnace. And I know I'm going to have that problem again. And I have no way of stopping that cold air from coming down. But if you're not reactivating the furnace for multiple years, then just cap it and leave it. I have to. I have to always, you know, use my use my blue flame and whatever heat I got for, for the inside of the trailer house and use it and just put up with it. I, I, I got that, but if you're not using the furnace... I know I'm not using the furnace for that reason. Then I'm not quite understanding what the problem is. If you cap it off and you're not using it, then you shouldn't have... No, it's not capped off. It's just a work... If I was to, if I was to go activate the furnace, I'll go back up and activate the furnace, I'd have the same problem I had before. But if you're not activating have, the furnace, why, what matters... What does it matter? If you're not using the furnace at all, just cap it off, leave it capped, and, and use your blue flame. Well, that furnace, that furnace puts out more heat than, than what I got for my blue flame or my other. Yeah, it probably would. Sure would. Yeah, it would. Yeah, but yeah. for that reason, I, I, I can't do that. It cools down too fast. So I just don't use it. Yeah. Is there any is there any way I could uh, stop that cold air from coming down through there? No, I think uh, that's probably built into that system for a certain reason, maybe to cool something off so it doesn't catch on fire or something. You know, sometimes they be. they do that to cool down. Yeah. The the could unit be. because it's too hot or something, and you can't just shut it off and just let it sit. Well, in order in order to get in order to make that work right, I'd have to have some kind of a uh, what do you call it, flipper, or what do you call it, right where the where the vent is on the floor? Uh-huh. Something that would close that up and shut it off completely. Yeah. Go around and shut them off, and then open them up when I use a furnace, and then close them when I don't use a furnace. Yeah, you could do that underneath your trailer. You can find a way to uh, do the whole thing before it comes out of the tr- out of the furnace. Find a way that you can put a door in there. Um, that you can direct the air to just to the outside instead of going through the trailer. Wayne, let me yeah. ask you this: is, is your vents metal? Vents metal? Yeah. Yeah. Are the vents metal? Uh huh. They make a magnetic yeah, cover that you can put on over those vents, and it just it's you know it covers the vents ma- magnetically. Okay. So then you can you know when it's going to do that, you can just throw those on real quick. Or you can pull them back off when you want to use them. And yeah, there you go. Or flip, or flip them up or whatever the case is to open them up and, yeah. and yeah. then close them right away. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Well, I never thought about something like that. Right now, I just got to put them in a piece of plywood over each one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that'll help. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Thank Wayne. Thank you. Thanks for the call. With that, we got 
three lines open, 303-477-5600. We'll take a quick break. You're listen, listening to Fix It Radio with Larry and Dennis. Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance offers a rebate program unlike any other. Every year that you don't file a claim, you get a certain percentage of your money back. Just one example of how Paul Lewinberger, the personal insurance agent of John Rush, keeps your rates so low. He rewards his customers for their diligence and responsibility. Paul can also help you strategize about when to file a claim and when to pay out of pocket so you save more money in the long run. You don't want to shop online for insurance because you have no idea what you're buying. You need Paul Lewinberger with American National, the no surprises insurance agent. Call 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. And ask Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance for details about his unique rebate program for home and auto insurance. Talk to somebody with the expertise to advise you so you get the coverage you expect. Take AIM. Affordable Interest Mortgage has been offering the Asset Manager all-in-one loan for over 11 years. We are experienced in helping homeowners pay thousands less in interest on their mortgage, own their home faster, all without spending one dime more. 720-895-0500. Take AIM. Affordable Interest Mortgage, where we have hundreds of clients that have been using this loans to build their equity faster, access emergency funds when necessary, and pay off their home in 8 to 13 years versus 25 to 30. People initially believe this loan is too good to be true, but it is true. Call 720-895-0500 now to see if you qualify. Loans from 100000 to $2.5 million, same rate. Ask our previous clients. They will tell you it works. Call 720-895-0500 and work with the experts. This loan has been around since 1965. Affordable interest mortgage, where it's all about you. 720-895-0500. Regulated by door, NMLS 298191, equal credit lender. RoofMax in South Aurora keeps your roof going strong with roof rejuvenation. Modern asphalt shingles are manufactured with less oil than they used to be, so they dry out sooner, leaving them brittle and unable to expand and contract with the extreme temperature swings. Especially here on the Front Range where your roof handles high elevation sun, UV exposure, and severe spring and summertime storms, along with more than twice the national average snowfall, your shingles wear out even faster. Roof rejuvenation with Roof Max could save you up to 85%. Just one application of their all-natural bio oil immediately adds five years to your roof, guaranteed. With up to three applications every five years, Roof Max could help your roof last 15 years longer. Save thousands of dollars by extending the life of your roof instead of replacing it. Call Dave Hart with RoofMax in South Aurora now at 303-710-6916. Okay, we're back. You're listening to Fix It Radio with Larry and Dennis on KLZ 560. We have three lines open, 303-477-5600, or you can give us a call or a text line, 307 307- 28222. Um, we were talking about flooring and you were talking about um, you know when you glue the the tiles down the tiles and stuff. Down. It's yeah. the, the stickums on the back side of the tile. Right. You just peel the sheet off. Peel and the sheet off and then lay them down. Lay them down. Yeah. They were nice. They were nice. I did it. But the problem is after a period of time the tiles kind of separate. Yeah. So you get a little bit of a crease right. or opening there. And then they fold up sometimes. Sometimes too. they fold up. Yeah. And then if you have a toilet overflow or a yeah. bathtub overflow or whatever, 
it uh, it can run right through the flooring and down to the ceiling below you. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then if you, you know, like I did that with, um, you know, just to get into the house. And what happened is when I when I went to do my flooring, I had to take those up. Uh-huh. Well, they're not sometimes easy to get up, oh, but they've no. been on for a while. Yeah. So what I use is a propane torch. Yeah, okay. And I would just heat it up, and it would just take a, a putty knife and just slide it underneath there as it got warm, and it would pull up. Pull up. Yeah. But then I had the, the layment down there that you put down to level the floor. Yeah. And I had to find the – when you put it down, then you take this putty and you put it over the wood screws so you don't see those. So then I had to get that out of there and then take those <laughs> off to get that up to put my wood flooring down. And, and if you don't put easy. the putty over the screws, then it the shells has a tendency to, to sink into there yeah. or stick up from yep. it. Depends on how far you got. Yeah. So it was really a challenge. You know, the bathroom took me longer. The, the, just my front little bathroom took me longer to do than I think most <laughs> of the other flooring. But I mean, when it's done, it looks really good. I mean, it looks like real floor, oh, real, yeah. real wood and very durable and stuff. So there's a lot of options out there for flooring. And they said that that was one of the second largest things that people did last year was doing flooring. Well, I could see where the carpeting would be done. Yeah. You know, that would be easy to do. Not yeah. that you would do it yourself, but I mean, right. to have somebody come in and do a carpeting would be, yeah. wouldn't be that difficult. We did that in our bedrooms because we like to get up in the morning and not step on a cold floor. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. So that worked out. The only problem I have with carpeting is stairs. Yeah. The stairs are a nightmare. When you do carpeting? When you try to replace carpeting on it, yeah. Yeah, I had them put carpet on it because I like the carpet on the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that's me. And that's what's really cool is everybody can do their own thing. So. Well, we were talking about doing hardwood floors in my in my dining room. Uh-huh. And it, when we first moved in, they had carpeting in there. Right. So we went into a showroom that had the hardwood floors that you could walk on. Uh-huh. And you could hear... The, when yeah. you're walking on them, I mean, it's loud yeah. Yeah. compared to the carpeting. So we said, no, we're not going to do that. Yeah. But, you know, we had carpeting in our house for the longest time. I think we're probably one of the last ones in our neighborhood to put, put real wood in, or, you know, wood floors in yeah. or something else. But, you know, it works. It works, you know. Well, the wood floors look nice. They're yeah. easy to maintain. They are very easy. Yeah. So it worked out. But um, the third largest thing is uh, bathroom remodeling. So... <laughs> And supposedly, if I understand it, between bathroom remodeling and kitchen remodeling, those are the two things that make value to your house. Yes. Yeah, it's the kitchen counters and uh, appliance replacements. Yeah. We're we're big. I know that um, a friend of ours was trying to get a freezer, and he couldn't find one because everybody was buying them out. Really? Yeah, so even, you know, they were back up. So let's go ahead. we got Spartacus calling us from the Springs. How you doing, Spartacus? Good morning, gentlemen. How are you doing? Good. What's up? In the uh, Live and Learn Department, last week we are talking about stump grinding, so I thought, well, I'll just see what Lowe's wants for one. Uh-huh. $1,400 for the base model and 2400 for the one with the drink cup holder, so I think I'll just rent one. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, uh, on projects, I've had a two-year project, which should have been only one summer. I'm replacing appropriate deck boards and floor joists on a 20 by 30 deck. And in the Live and Learn Department... I know this. Use pressure-treated lumber. I've never had a problem with it before. But Lowe's got a bunch of defective pressure-treated lumber that had a ridiculously high moisture content in it. And even though I let, let it outside for two weeks to season in the July air, uh-huh. that stuff started warping up within a month. Yep, right. So I went back to Lowe's. Sorry? 
No, you're right. It does that. Yeah. Well, it doesn't if it's if got it, the right moisture content. Right. That's so the problem. The is the moisture content is the problem? Yes. Right. Well, I go back to Lowe's and I go, yeah, we got some defective pressure treated lumber that had way too high moisture content. We didn't know it, and they said we'll make good on it. But if you would let it go an entire season, like July to July, see which ones pop up, bring it in, or replace the lumber. Well, I did that, but they didn't bother to recompense the money, number one. Number two, having to do the job two times, take it off, put it on, take it off, put it on. Right. So I began a battle with Lowe's and uh, corporate now back in North Carolina. The executive board, particularly including like their senior vice president and general counsel, it's like they're hiding out in the witness protection program. I've only called them like two times in the past 20 years. One was on a defective uh, spin washer, Samsung, where the top was blown off, and this pressure-treated lumber. Uh-huh. And it, it was like pulling teeth. Um, usually, when you call the executive suite, you get a trained killer assistant that figures out a solution to the problem. Right. But not in this case. But anyway, just to pass on to others, back on this Samsung washing machine, which I thought was a great machine when we were in the rental house that had them, while our house was getting fixed, a train of grand on a lightning fire strike. Well, the deal was, and I didn't know this, we bought a warranty. Warranty come, comes in twice, replaces the top. Still, I mean, really, really bad excessive vibration. It's banging around six inches into the dryer and the wall. And they just said, hey, hey, here's the deal. We can't fix it. Here's your money back for the warranty and the machine. So I do some more checking, and it's on one of those pedestals with a slide-out drawer in the bottom. Uh-huh. <laughs> Elegant Solution. I love Elegant Solutions. My friend said, why don't you try putting some bricks or tiles in the bottom of that pedestal? Bang. Problem solved. So anybody that's got a vibration issue, this is a front load, um, try putting some ballast. That's what it needed. You can't have that empty pedestal with that thing shaking and baking on, on spin cycle without some ballast down there. And hmm. I, I passed that on to the appliance guys, both at Lowe's and Home Depot, because it's going to save millions of bucks. Right. Anyway, the last question, the reason I called was, I've got a gentleman coming over shortly that uh, does the home security bit with cams, comes on your phone, PC, whatever. So do you have any recommendations on manufacturers for the cams, motion sensors, and da-da-da? Oh, boy. No, I don't no. think I do because I haven't really focused in on the home security systems. Yeah, okay. and well, I... It's becoming, it's becoming ubiquitous because there are a lot of bad hombres out there running up and down the street trying to break in cars and this and everything. Right. So. Right, and I, anyway. I use American Security as a company that I went to because I had them at the shop and stuff, too. And um, mm-hmm. it's, I'm trying to think of the name of the, it's a... Um, this gentleman does uh, commercial security installs, because uh-huh. I met him. Uh-huh. Business owners that I know from last week. I just thought I'd see if you had any recommendations on it. Yeah, but I, I do know it's nice to have those, because I have motion detectors all around my house Great. and stuff, and then I have the cameras and stuff. Yeah. And I had a guy running, I'm on the corner of a, prop my, I'm quarter of four acres, and on the corner... Of, uh, you know, I got a street on each on one side and then on the other on the west side and then on the south side, and someone always comes through my fence when they go to make the turn, and I had a Lovely. kid go through the fence. I was able to look at it in the camera, and I'm like, all right, I got someone finally, you know. And then I saw him drive up. I see the camera going up the driveway. I see motion on that, and he went up the driveway, wrote a note. I see him writing the note in the car, gets out, puts it on my door. And I was thankful. He was a young kid, and he was honest, and 
reliable and said, I ran through your fence. Here's my phone number. Let me know what I need to do, and I'll take care of it. Promising. Sounds like he was raised right to do the right thing. Right. I was very impressed. Yeah. Very, very impressed. That's the item on the video doorbells. Yeah. I'm sure you guys have or still watch Shark Tank. That was their single biggest loser was the guy that invented the ring doorbell, video doorbell, came on Shark Tank three times. They turned him down. He was so convinced of the veracity of his product, he just did it himself and then sold the whole kit and caboodle to Amazon for $1 billion with the B. Yeah. And that was kind of a hit and a miss there on the part of the sharks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Biggest right. one that I know. Right. Enjoy your show. Thanks, gents. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. I got to think of the company I use. Well, I know I uh, I changed my cable for well I went, I was in I have I've had Xfinity for quite a few years. Uh huh. And I called them up and said, you know what, can't afford the bill. I got to do something different. So they said, well, you can do this, you can do this, and then we can save you this. Oh, by the way, if you do home security with us, we can save you even more money. Oh, really? Really. Now I didn't pursue that. Maybe I should have because I live on the corner like you. Yeah. I never had any, but well, I shouldn't say never. I had a four-wheel drive, a four, uh, a four run, not a, uh, ATV. Right. Run through my picket rail fence in, in the wintertime. Uh-huh. But I found out they did that on purpose because they were trying to mow down my reindeers and Santa Claus I had. Oh, really? <laughs> I love having my, my security system, though. Because I can, I can set mine off. Like right now, I just looked. I just realized my daughter just showed up at our house. She didn't tell me she was coming over. She's surprise, over the surprise. House. Yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, it's nice having, you know, because it just is. I mean, I can set right now. I can set the alarm on. I should turn the alarm on. That would really freak <laughs> them all out. Because <laughs> then if they're walking around inside, it would go off. Yeah. And, yeah. But it wouldn't get, be good for my mother-in-law who's living with us. So, yeah. <laughs> That's another big trend, too, is mother-in-laws moving in with people. Or not mother-in-laws, but uh, parents. Parents yes, and, and, and grandkids. Yes, and grandkids, yes. I know uh, a couple friends that have had their grandkids live with them now yeah. for a while. Yeah, and you have that. Yes, I do. Yeah, and I have the mother-in-law <laughs> living with us, which is okay, you know. Oh, I love it. Yeah. You know, without, without my grandkids, I wouldn't have anybody there to talk to right. besides me. <laughs> And my mother-in-law, I mean, I felt bad for her living. She's 94, living by herself. Uh-huh. You know, it's not good. It's not It's not good. You know, and now that she's been with us, I asked her, do you want to go back? She goes, no. <laughs> so well, that's no, good. Well, she's got a place to stay. She's got somebody to talk to. Yeah. And if something would happen. We're right there. Th- there's somebody there to help take care of it. Right. All right. With that, let's go ahead and take a quick break. We do have uh, two li- three lines open, 303-477-5600. You're listening to Fix It Radio on KLZ 560. Can you believe how low rates are staying? Still in the twos. Back in the 40s and the 50s, rates were in the 5 to 6% range. How much longer are you going to wait? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Your home has never been worth more. Take AIM to get that lower rate or shorten your term. Lower your payment and pay thousands less in interest. It's your money. Call 720-895-0500 now. Affordable interest mortgage. Locally owned and family operated since 2001. Are you ready for the future financially? Many of our clients have the ability to access their equity for 30 years without raising their payments now. This prepares them for those speed bumps of life. Ask how you can become mortgage safe too. 
Take AIM, 720-895-0500, where a reputation of putting you first and listening to you is unmatched in Colorado. Call 720-895-0500 now so you can focus on what's important, family. Regulated by door, NMLS 298-191, equal credit lender. Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance offers a rebate program unlike any other. Every year that you don't file a claim, you get a certain percentage of your money back. Just one example of how Paul Lewinberger, the personal insurance agent of John Rush, keeps your rates so low. He rewards his customers for their diligence and responsibility. Paul can also help you strategize about when to file a claim and when to pay out of pocket so you save more money in the long run. You don't want to shop online for insurance because you have no idea what you're buying. You need Paul Lewinberger with American National, the no surprises insurance agent. Call 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. And ask Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance for details about his unique rebate program for home and auto insurance. Talk to somebody with the expertise to advise you so you get the coverage you expect. Your company is bleeding time and money, and John Rush will find those leaks. You're too stuck in day-to-day weeds to step back and see the big picture. You need a qualified, experienced business coach to take stock of your expenses and see where you and your employees are wasting time and money. John firmly believes that every business owner needs a coach because you're too close to the situation to be objective. Email John now and make more money. John at RushToReason.com. Okay, we're back. You're listening to Fix It Radio. KLZ 560. We've got three lines open, 303-477-5600. You know, one thing we, you know, when we start talking about in-laws, or not in-laws, I shouldn't say. I say that because my mother-in-law. But, <laughs> but well, you know, that we're having, we're having more people move into the house. You know, we're having, you know, taking care of adults, uh, older adults, grandparents, or our mother and fathers are moving in with us, or the grandkids, right? We're seeing more and more of that. Yeah. And as, as a matter of fact, Denver... Uh, has opened up the ordinance that will allow up to five non-related people in the same house. Hmm. Seems like how would they even know? They don't. You know, I mean, if I have people in my house, they're never going to know. Yeah. Out east, what we're doing is what some of the people are doing. They're trying to get to where we can put an extra building on the uh-huh. acreage so they can have the mother-in-law or whatever. But there's some homes in Parker that I know that have mother-in-law suites. They're really cool, they're called. And the when you pull in, you got two car garage for you, and then you have a one car for them. Oh, and nice! We looked at these homes because yeah. my daughter was looking at homes. We thought, let's just go ahead and look at these, and they're really nice because they had the mother-in-law at home has the living room with a kitchen, small kitchen and stuff. It's uh-huh. attached to your house. You have one door that goes into them. They can lock it or you can lock it, and then there's a bedroom and a bathroom and everything they need. So they have privacy yet. Yeah, they can be part of it. You yeah. knock on the door and say, "Come on in," you know, <laughs> right next door. Sweet, but. Here's the thing, though, as we're cleaning my mother-in-law's house out, how do we declutter our house? Oh. Right? Yeah. Because I did that in, in 2009 when my mom and dad, we put them in assisted living. I went through and we, we Pam and I decided, that's it. We're going to clean out the house. After we did my mom and dad's, it's yeah. like, oh, my gosh, I didn't realize I kept all this stuff. Because your kids sometimes aren't going to want the stuff that we have. Exactly. Yeah. So how do we go about doing that? And. And I pulled up some things on online, and it says the best way to clean out the house is make a list, right? Okay. Obviously. Sure. You make a list of what you want to do. I, I did. We, we did. We just started with one room at a time. 
and went through there and things that we never use. That and, works for me, one room at a time. Yeah. And then uh, and they say start with five minutes at a time in yeah. a day. Every day, just do for five minutes, just do it, you know. Well, if you walk around a room and you see things that you haven't used or touched in, in a year or two, yeah. get rid of it. Yeah. Or, you know, what I did is we wrote down things like, would, Jenny, or our son, would you guys want this? Yeah. Eventually? And they're like, no? Okay, then we can get rid of it. Yeah. Because we're not going to use it. We don't want it anymore, and we know they don't want it anymore. Or never did want it. <laughs> my, uh, when my aunt got ill and uh, we were cleaning out her house, she uh-huh. was, she, I put her in assisted living. But she made a list for me of all the things that she had in her house of who she wanted those things to go to. Oh, that's good. And it was so sweet because when we finally decided to sell the house and get rid of stuff, we brought in her brothers and sisters and so on and said, okay, she wants you to have this. Do you want it? Yeah. If they said yes, they got it. If they said no, we put it aside. Yeah. And then eventually we got rid of it. Right. Because, see, we're sitting there now. We put everything from my mother-in-law's house. You know, she we moved her out in November, right, first part of November. And mm-hmm. we've still been over at the house going through things. She went through first and got rid of all the stuff or took all the stuff that she wanted to right. our house. Right, right. Which, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> clutter again you know but anyway we're we're making it work and then she's going through that stuff with my wife right so but then at the house we're going through her house we're putting everything in the garage and telling everybody whatever you want take you know because mother already took everything you guys need to take what you want but now to find out where to take that stuff to because because uh you know like goodwill and and uh salvation army they're not taking certain things anymore exactly because everybody else has done this with the pandemic going on. Everybody else has been at home, and they're doing that, too. And we used to do garage sales. Right. Which you don't see very many of those anymore. No, no. And we were talking about trying to have one, but it's just too cold right yeah. now. To it's too one. cold with the with the pandemic situation. Nobody wants to socialize and get, you know, those kind of things. So I think that's over. I think people are going to do it, though, this year. Because we're going to try it. What we do is a community one. What they do is... We'll put it out on next door. How many people want to do it? And then we make a list of all the people, and everybody goes that that weekend, and we do a garage sale in our neighborhood. So everybody, whoever comes out there, can hit all of them at once. Well, on the other side of it, there there's so many websites out there today that you can take a photo of an object, yeah, put it on that website and sell it. Like Craigslist. Craigslist. Yeah. There's there's several. Of them. Yeah. 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 There's a whole bunch of them, and and they tell you which ones would make money and which ones wouldn't, and because you can go online and look that up, right. too, to see what is really worth money. Like you were talking about, you have Pepsi, the, yeah, Pepsi I have bottles. Pepsi bottles, glass bottles. And, and, the, and the wooden crates. And the wooden crates that they came in. Yeah. And, and if you look at the dates on the bottom of the bottles, I've got them anywhere from 1940 to 1960. Really? Yeah. And they're, they're worth, you know, they're not a ton of money. Yeah, but they're worth something. But they're a buck and a half a piece, and when you got 150 of them, yeah. Yeah, you'd be surprised what people want. Yeah. You know, and and those crates, I can imagine those wooden crates, people would love to have They're those. probably more expensive, <laughs> worth more than the bottles. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I'm sitting there thinking, I'd love to have those. <laughs> yeah. A couple of those. I don't know why. What would I do with them? <laughs> I want to save them so my daughter can have them one day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they say, you know, like, don't, you know, you should be going through your clothes to donate your clothes that you never wear. Yeah. And that's a tough one. Because you always say, well, 
maybe I'll lose a little bit of weight. I can wear this again. And, you know, that just never happens. I've got suits in my closet that are 30 years old. Yeah. <laughs> They're so far outdated. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. And, you know, I bought suits one time from a place that you take them. It was on Broadway, South Broadway. Uh-huh. And you would take them and give them to them. And okay. then I went there to get some suits. And some of the suits people use like one or two times. And you go in there and you find that they, they're like brand new yeah. still. Yeah. And you're paying like 20 bucks to 40 bucks to 100 bucks for a suit that's worth a lot more than that. Yeah. I was going through my, uh, I call it my war chest. It's my, my foot locker right. that I have all my stuff when I was in, in the Marine Corps. Right. And didn't realize until a couple of weeks ago when I went through it that when I was in Vietnam, we got to go to other countries for a, a one-week R&R. And I went to Japan. Oh. I got a double-breasted suit, uh-huh. handmade, for 10 bucks. Wow. And I still got the suit. <laughs> never, I'll never fit in it again. But <laughs> right. But I'm going to hang on to it. I'm yep. not going to get rid of it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Memorabilia. Yeah. And the other thing is that the hardest thing, I think, to get rid of is, is to declutter your home is the, the photos. No yeah. one seems to want to throw <clears throat> photos away. And and that used to be, I mean, nowadays the kids don't do that. They just put them on their phones and, right. and see, on their computers, and they don't even, and I don't even think they use a computer anymore. They use mostly their phones. Mostly their phones, yeah. yeah. And they just save them on their phones or whatever. My so, my kids did the same thing. They went to my house, and they took pictures. Of the pictures? Of the pictures. Yeah. So, so they would have copies of them. So I just take all the pictures, put them in a box, and set them aside. Because nobody, yeah. you don't need them. You don't no. look at them. no. No, no, we don't. We don't look at them. Yeah, <laughs> Pam and I uh, last year we went through every picture and put them in albums. Oh, there you go. Well, it was a lot of work. I'll bet it, it was. A, bet. It was a brain, and it was painful. <laughs> you know, it was very painful. <laughs> but you know, it's good to do. It's good to declutter the home, because uh, we, we sometimes we have so much junk in our house. You know, if a fire was to happen. You're not going to well, get to anything. And that's the other thing to think about. If a fire happened to destroy everything in your house, yeah. what would you really miss? Right. Right. Well, see, that's where I have a theory, and I think John has the same theory. If I have a box in the garage, and I haven't opened it for two years, mm-hmm. my thing is a two-year box, I throw it away. Yeah. I just, I don't even look in it. I just pitch it. Doesn't and matter, does it? N- no, because I haven't needed it, and I haven't, it's not been a concern. Right. Right. And and so um, we have these friends of ours, and and he was doing the um, he was drywalling his garage. So they moved all their stuff over to one side. And I asked her, I asked his wife, I said, "What are you going to do with all that stuff?" She goes, "Well, I want to go through it." I said, "Do you even know what's in those boxes?" She goes, "No." And I said, "Then throw them away." <laughs> that's right. And she goes, "Dennis, that's terrible." <laughs> she goes, "What happens if there's pictures in there?" I said, "But then you haven't needed them. You haven't even looked at those for two years." Yep. Or three years or four years. How long has it been? She goes, about six. I said, well, then throw them away. You don't need them. And she, she still went through every box. If they were that important, you would have been looking yeah. at them ahead of time. Yeah, because, you know, we just put things in boxes and we think we don't need it. Yep. We don't need it. Well, I'm just going to put this away. And I don't know why we save that stuff. We're Humans <laughs> are pack rats. We yes, save we everything. We, we like to save everything. Now, tools are a different story. Tools you just don't throw away. But I, have, I use all my tools. I don't know of any tools I don't use that I have. It depends on the tools. Yeah. I've got a lot of hand tools for coursework. For wrenching, hard, so. yeah. But I also have a lot of shovels and, and trowels yeah. and things like that for yeah. gardening and one thing. I've got those from my dad 30 years ago. Right. And I still have them. Right. And well, they're useful. 
they are useful because sometimes you have to go do tile or you have to go do concrete here or there, patch something. You need a trowel. You know, you yep. don't throw away. You hang on to it. I, I don't use a Sawzall all the time, but I always want one handy because they do come in handy. Oh, yeah. And when you need it, <laughs> you need it. You need it. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want to go rent one. No. No, you need it and you need it. And see, out there where we live, we, you know, it's it's half an hour into town. So, you know, to the, you know, to Elizabeth, to Kiowa, to Parker or to Aurora, it's a half an hour either way I go. Yeah. So I don't, I don't want to have to go into town <laughs> because I need a screw uh-huh. or, or a nail, you know, so I have lots of that stuff around. Yeah. And sometimes you call your neighbor and, you know, we're not asking for sugar. <laughs> we're asking, <laughs> hey, can I borrow this? You know? Yeah. So th- that's, that's a different situation and, and everybody has that, but, but cleaning up your home I mean, it makes it so much easier, too, because then when you do go to move, my mother-in-law lived in a house over 50 years. Oh, my. Yes. So there's stuff in there. But actually, it's going pretty smooth. We're, I'm surprised how, mu- how much stuff she didn't have compared to what she could have had. Well, you know, and the downside of all of that is when you do finally pass on, Yeah. somebody's got to clean that up. Yeah. Yeah. You want your kids to do that? Have to have to go through all that to do yeah. that? Yeah. I remember doing my mom's and, and we opened up one we, we got to this one spot where she had these boxes from Okinawa when my dad was stationed in Okinawa. Uh-huh. And it was it was dishes. Oh my. Still sealed. The tape was so old you could just pull it off. <laughs> it wasn't even sticky anymore. Uh-huh. You know, obviously it was just d- d- corroded. It was just coming apart. You know, and so we opened up that box and it's brand new China. That we'd never used. And I'm thinking, you know, that's what kicked uh, my thing in there. Pam, we need to go through everything in our house because I am not going to be this way. You know, get out to China, use it. You if know, you're not going to use it? Get rid of it. Sell it? Sell donate it, yeah. it? Whatever. Yeah. Because, you know, and you can still do a garage sale nowadays. I mean. Uh, oh, I'm, you can. Sure. Yeah. You can still try it and see what happens and stuff and it'd be good. You know. I just hate garage sales because I hate the negotiating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I. I. I, my theory is get rid of it. If I don't have to haul it to the dump or take it to Goodwill, then it's great to, to have them get rid of it. Yeah. You know, have them buy it. So you've been listening to Fix It Radio on KLZ 560. I appreciate all the sponsors, Affordable Interest Mortgage, American National Insurance, Arc Electric, and um, um, RoofMax. Yes. And if you guys know of anybody who's great in, in their business and you want to let them know about Fix It Radio, give us a call, let us know that. And we really appreciate it. Have a great day and listen to Drive Radio coming up next.